Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 199, recorded live on Sunday, April 3rd, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who spent all day yesterday in Ann Arbor, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who just got back from Dearborn, and boy are my legs tired. Andy Lowe, hi. I, I, I know the joke, but it, no... You didn't run. You didn't even say that you ran home from Dearborn. Well, I didn't run home from Dearborn. That would be ridiculous. Right. I mean, yes, you did a half marathon, so yes, your legs should be tired, but that means you're doing the joke without doing the joke. But it made you think about the joke. But it wasn't funny. Damn. I thought it was funny last night. No. 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 Sorry, Andy. No. Damn. Well, it's already done, so we can't go back and yeah. do it again. Well, it's too bad. Why? Did you have a better opening? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, this is episode 199. Yeah. God, are we already there? Yes. Oh, crap. What are we doing for 200? Well, I had an idea, but... We'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Andy. Hi, Dave. Dave's actually recording. It was good. Two hours, 21 minutes. About okay. a 10-something pace. I don't want to do the math in my head at the moment. Wasn't as good as my last time. Uh, last time was two hours, ten minutes. I was right around a ten-minute pace, but uh, yeah, it was good. Felt good. I'm glad. The people were not actually uh, dressed up as much this year as they were last year. People dress up? Well, it's called the Martian Marathon, half marathon. There's a 10K and a 5K as well. But okay. the, the two main things are the uh, marathon and half marathon. And so people are encouraged to dress up as, like, aliens. There were people dressed up as Starfleet officers last year, that sort of stuff. Okay. And um, last year, the volunteers dressed up as the men in black. <laughs> they all came in tuxes, basically. Well, the, the black suits, black ties, black sunglasses. Right. This year, not so much. But it was still fun. Got to run by the Henry Ford Estate back oh, in those cool. woods. There's also a couple of bridges on the route, which are fun because they're short enough and they're made of steel and wool. Or wood, not steel and wool. <laughs> steel and, and wool. Perhaps someone has been playing a bit too much Catan. <laughs> so there's no steel in Catan, so I don't even know where you're coming from with steel and wool. I was thinking of trading wool for wood to try and continue your Catan joke. Okay. I played it the other day. Really? It was probably the closest game of Catan I've ever played. I have not played it in a while. I technically got it for Christmas, but I haven't actually received it yet. So You haven't received it yet? Yeah. It was late getting in on Christmas, and... Um, last weekend was, or this weekend was the first time that I was over on your side of the state since, um, Christmas. Ah. So I have not had the chance to receive it yet, but the, uh, the wood and steel bridges, um, once you get enough people jumping up and down on them, they start to, um, undulate. It starts to resonate <laughs> with the people's running. Oh God. And when you have enough people doing it at about the same pace. The whole thing just starts shaking. You, st- you start to bounce. It's... <laughs> It messes up your running, too, because sometimes you're running and, like, it will drop. So your foot will continue to go down forward. So you almost feel like you're falling over. And other times, it will be on its way up. So you'll hit the ground too soon, and it'll kind of get thrown a bit. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, but I find it quite fun. <gasps> Is that your phone? That was both my computer and... Actually, it wasn't my phone. It was an Android device, but it wasn't my phone. It was an Android device, but it wasn't your phone. Go work that one out, why don't you? Uh, it was an Android device, but it was not your phone. Oh, let, let me give you a second hint. It wasn't Laura's phone either. Damn, that's what I was going to go. <laughs> now, what's your Twitter feed? Is it Elthanda or? Uh, yeah. you know, I was just in it. I think so. Aha, uh-huh. I quote your tweet from two hours ago. Get my new tablet running like I want to. Damn right. And record RA podcast with at QS23. I was wondering why that came up. <laughs> Some of those odd things for I go, oh. Someone's talking about me. That's surprising. Um, so you have a new tablet. I have a new tablet. I was doing robot, of course. You know, what else? Uh, and my, my programmer, the guy I've got who was coming in to help my programming team, 
well, my one member of the programming team, uh, said, hey, did you see Woot today? I said, well, no, I haven't really been checking Woot lately because I've been too busy doing teaching in robotics. They said, well, there was a uh, ViewSonic G tablet for $250, and it's a great buy. It's a wonderful tablet. All the reviews online are saying it's really good. And so I looked at it, and I said, wow, because I saw the hardware. It has an NVIDIA Tigra 2. It has uh, a very nice amount of internal RAM. It's Wi-Fi only, so it's no contract. And I said, that's really good. And hey, I actually have a little bit of cash. So I called up my dad. I said, do you want one? He said, yes, and I bought two. <laughs> Would you like one? I bought two. Well, no, it's not. Would you like one? Yes. Okay, I will go and buy two. Oh, Okay. It's not that I bought two and then just gave one away. No, it's that I asked if he wanted one. I actually asked him if he thought it was a good idea that I buy one. And then at the very end, I'm like, you know, do do you want one too? Like, yeah, sure. So I bought two of them. So what do you think? Uh, The hardware was great. The software, not really the software, the ROM sucked. It was buggy. It crashed. It didn't do what I want. It didn't have access to the Android market. It didn't have this. It didn't have that. It was garbage. So this was the ROM that Motorola put on on top of it? On top of the Android? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. uh, It's called Tap and Tap. It's a horrible name. And it was garbage. It really was. So I spent the last two days learning how to undo Tap and Tap. Uh, And now I have Cyanogen 7... Uh, modified for the G-Tab running on it, and it hasn't crashed yet. Knock on wood. Uh, it's kind of funny where it's like, oh yeah, it's an Android product, but it's not really running Android. It's running Android, just not the right version of Android. So, yeah, it was garbage. We have our little uh, cover on top. Yep. So is yeah, it- Once I updated it to, to Cyanogen, it's like Blazingly fast. Now is it, are you running still two point something, or are you on three? Uh, this is 2.3. Okay. Honeycomb is three, and Google has not released the source code for that yet. Oh, they just keep on talking about it, wetting mm-hmm. our appetites for it. Yeah, so this is 2.33, so, or 2.3.3, so it's gingerbread. But as I said, it's, it's heavily modified even from Cyanogen, which is heavily modified. Uh, because it's designed for the tablet. So it's uh, like the, the menu bar at the top, the notification bar is very different. For instance, it doesn't have the little cell strength signal. Well, it's because it doesn't have... Exactly. If I just flashed regular cyanogen, it would be on there, and it would just always show, nope, there's no cell. Would you get the uh, annoying announcement that there is no cell phone service available? I don't think so. I don't remember ever getting that announcement. Oh, I've gotten that a couple of times with uh, my phone. Nope. Probably because you live on the east side of the state and therefore have cell phone service everywhere. Yep. Out here, there are still places that... Well, when I go up north, I lose signal, but then I just go roaming. Oh, no, but there are places where there are no cell phone service at all. And so I get yeah, a message... I've said that too. ...notification that yep. says that uh, your service, T-Mobile, is not available. No. Nope. Okay, so now I just feel like I'm going crazy with my phone. Yep, now I'm playing with Google Earth. Well, you should be recording, Dave. Well, I am recording. I'm recording myself playing with Google Earth on my tablet. What could be interesting is you could be listening to this on your tablet while playing with Google Earth on your tablet. While recording on my tablet. I actually could record with this because it has Skype. In fact, for all you know, Andy, I am recording with this. But you're not. Am I? I hope you're not because there probably isn't any sort of wired connection for the tablet to your internet. No. All right, you got me there. Ha ha. There is a USB port, though. Okay, so you'll need to get a USB to Ethernet adapter, and then... And then drivers for it. Yeah. Which most likely they probably don't have. Nope, not to my knowledge. I do have Firefox and Flash and Gmail. So what are you going to use this tablet for? Have you figured out its killer app yet? Uh, its killer app? No. I, I have not yet come up with a killer app, but I gotta say, it's really nice having the phone and the tablet because they work well together. Because it's the Wi Fi only tablet, I can broadcast a Wi Fi hotspot with my phone. <laughs> so that could be. 
you could basically just have an internet-connected lap tablet. Yep. Does it have a camera? It has a front-facing camera. A front. I'm still trying to find. Yep. I'm still trying to find the app that will let me do video conferencing using that front-facing camera. I don't know how well that would work though, because you'd have to hold it up out away from you. Oh, ow! Not really. Not really? No, not really. Mm. I just always love seeing the people who are eye chatting or whatever it's called with the iPhone. And they're always got it at arm's length from them. It's ridiculous. But I uh, I bring up the, the camera because I was trying to segue into a topic. Oh, well, go for it. Um, I won't stop you from segueing into a topic. Oh, speaking of segue, I got to meet Dean Kamen and shake his hand. So I try segueing into a topic and then you... Hijack it. Yes. Yes. So how is he? He's uh, an interesting guy. He's very nice. He seemed a little, um, I don't know what the right word is for it, scared, terrified with the, the hundreds of people, thousands of people. He felt overwhelmed? Overwhelmed. That would be the better word. Which is weird because he's been doing this for 20 years. <laughs> but he, I can honestly say he was not really in the news until... Uh, what was the code name for the Segway? Was it Project the it? it? Yeah, the It. The It. I never heard about him until the It. Yeah, he's yeah. I'd I'd believe that. Not exactly the best public speaker. Well, how many geeks are? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I've, there were a couple of good keynotes at PAX. So yeah. They were, but most of the time the people who are behind the scenes work well behind the scenes yeah they're behind the scenes for a reason yeah he was a nice guy though he signed our robot and our flag I see our flag is now signed by Dean Kamen woot darn right (laughs) anyways segueing back to the topic (laughs) okay so we know there was the earthquake in Japan Mm mm-hmm um, and Sony CEO, Sir Howard Stringer, was talking about it. And when he was talking about the earthquake, he noted that Sony's camera sensor plant in Sendai had been affected and that shipments of 8 megapixel camera sensors to Apple were subsequently delayed. Okay. And people went, um, 8 megapixel camera sensors to Apple? There are currently no Apple products that have Sony camera sensors, let alone 8 megapixel eight cameras. <laughs> So, oops. People are most likely thinking now that the iPhone 5 is going to have an 8 megapixel camera developed by Sony. For the front or the back? Uh, most likely for the back, but this is this was just said today and people are like, "What?" So, it's all speculation at the moment, but still. An yeah, 8 but, megapixel camera on your iPhone. Yeah, well, megapixel is kind of a useless term at this point, just like gigahertz. I know. We've talked about that. Especially with the lack of, you know, decent lenses. Uh-huh. No actual physical focus. There is. There's an actual physical focus on? Yeah. I thought it was completely on digital. Your, on your G2, there's a physical focus. No, I thought it was entirely uh, digital Andy, zoom. It would. Ha- there's a digital zoom, but the focus is physical. It well, has yeah. to be. That Okay, that's what I meant. But sorry, not focus, zoom. Okay, there, yeah, there's a significant difference there. <laughs> I don't know how digital focus would work. It wouldn't. It can't. The only way it could is if everything were in focus. Well, you could set it to. You could set the focus to infinity and just yes, leave it there. Yes, but that stuff next to you is not in focus. I suppose you have a depth of field. You'd have to have an infinitely large depth of field, and if you can do that, go and patent it because you will make an incredible amount of money. You, in fact. You know what you would do? You would revolutionize the movie industry. Because well, those gigantic cameras would be a quarter of their size. There was a film. Uh, Citizen Kane had something really funky with the focus length. Focal length, but okay. Uh, Citizen Kane was the extended use of deep focus. In nearly every scene of the film, waiting for Wikipedia to load. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, by the way, I listened to our last episode. Not the random topic, but the one before that. One in front of you for the dramatic pause. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, well, that's why I made fun of you for it. I was also listening uh, to you go on and on about how your brackets are these mathematical, ingenious, uh, you know, historical trends, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. 
How's your bracket looking, Andy? Um, 50 points. I was done by the... My last two picks were the uh, Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. So much for historical trends, huh? Well, this year was... This year never <laughs> happened before. <laughs> I mean, for goodness sake. point. It was a number 11 and a number 8 facing off to play in the national championship game. Yeah, well, there's my point. That, that's okay. So I'm saying is the historical trends can be used to somewhat predict the future, but then it's still also just basically a game of chance mm-hmm. where you have odds. So, but- so let me let me interpret that. Your system is no better than any other random system. Maybe. <laughs> no, not maybe. You just said there's still the element of chance. There's still the element of chance, but it's good to know what the chances are. I am amused. It's okay, Dave. You're rolling dice, right? Mm-hmm. You could go and basically predict what the roll of a pair of dice is going to be. Now yeah. you know because of the number of combinations on the dice that the most common number to be rolled is a seven. Mm-hmm. So you most likely could say, "I bet it's going to be a seven, but it's still a random chance. You don't know yes. the guy might roll snake eyes the entire time. Yep, he could that roll snake true. eyes twelve times in a row. That is true, and I appreciate that you're using the proper example of. 2d6 as opposed to 1d6. That's Yeah, that's why I picked that. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. You... But no, 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 because there's a difference here. How so? Because with that, you can mathematically calculate the fact that it's going to come out seven more often. But it, there still is a chance that sevens could not yes. come up at all. Right. Ever. Uh, I'm aware of it. We played, as I said, we played Catan. I think the seven was rolled twice in the entire game. Um, but... Growl. <laughs> I, I don't have the energy. It's too gray outside. I don't have the energy to fight this one right now. Because you're wrong. That's all I'm saying. I'm, you're wronger than I am. You're more wrong. <laughs> we'll leave it to the listeners. <laughs> oh, okay, so speaking of iPhones and Androids and Blackberries and everything. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, 69.5 million people in the U.S. own smartphones during the three months ending in February 2011, up 13% from last time. But what's interesting is the fact... I'm sorry, say that number again? 69.5 million. Just 69.5? Okay. Yeah. I thought you had a 300 in front of that. I'm like, what? No, no, there was three months. Okay. In that three-month period, the total number of people who own smartphones now is 69.5 million, which is a rise from the previous three months. Okay. That's not really interesting. People have smartphones. Woo. What is a lot of people. Yeah. But what is interesting is the fact that Android passed BlackBerry. So the fact is um, Android already passed the iPhone OS in the previous three-month period, and now this three months they passed BlackBerry. Mm. So it's, it's uh, yeah. Android is going to rule the market. It's free. The operating system is free, and there is such an environment out there for people to write apps and the apps that people have already created. Yeah. You want writing on the wall? BlackBerry's new stuff, it's, it's the, I think it's their tablet, the BlackBerry Playbook. Yes. We'll run Android applications. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, speaking of Android applications, sorry. Go for it. Um, I tried out my application that I wrote. Yeah? It worked out While quite well. Running? Yes. For those, um, I will just officially say it here because I've already got it set up. Um, it's an application that I've got that uh, it's basically a timer app that I keep. Uh, I just run the application every time I run a mile, and it will predict what time I will be crossing the finish line at. Therefore, Kate, who is at the finish line waiting for me, does not have to stand around watching for two hours. So while it's I'm running. every mile you, you complete, you press the button? Yes. And, and it does. It updates saying, okay, based on your rate, this is what time you should finish? Yes. How does it then relay that information to someone else? Um, it texts Kate, actually, because she does not have a smartphone of any kind. So okay. it literally texts her a message saying, mile X done. Estimated finishing time is now, I think most of the time it was 11.07 p.m. or like 11.05, something right around there. Cool. 
<laughs> yes. Um, there was a slight problem, though, was um, I currently have it set up because I haven't figured out how to work the GPS yet, mm-hmm. that it's a manual input of when the mile markers show up. Right. Um, I missed a mile marker. Oh, God, and it threw your time way off. Yeah, I had to type it twice in a row so I could actually get back into keeping correct miles again. So um, one of those said I was going to finish at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, followed quickly by finishing at 9.30. (laughs) Nice, nice. But then it went back to the 11 o'clock actual time of what I was going to finish. So do you have it just average the the time, or is it just the most recent mile? Uh, It currently is the most recent mile. I hadn't figured... um, it's hard to do complex math with the... Um, in app developer. Yeah, in app developer. Or app inventor. It's really hard to do complex math, so... Would you like an algorithm to do that, Andy? If you can get an algorithm that is just off of plus and minus and maybe some if-then statements, there's multiplying I, I and dividing is there as well. I can do it with addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Okay. It's actually not that difficult. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can help you with that. Well, cool. So when is it going to be on the market? Um, that's the other thing that's really odd. These Android app things have no easy way of getting them onto the app market. From developer? Yeah. Oh, there's got to be a way. Nope. There's no publish to market button? Nope. Huh. There's, a, there's some backdoor hacks that you can basically do, basically by creating an Android app that gets published to the market and then changing it to connect to the other, your actual app developer app. It's, it's a really roundabout way, and a lot of people have posted how to do it, but there's no easy post-to-market button, which a lot of people were complaining about. But instead of updating that in the most recent update, they added about 30 languages. Okay. That, that is their more current goal is to get more languages in the app developer than worry about publishing to market. Can you download it as an APK? Yeah, that's basically how you do it. Is And you can't just say, to, you know, publish my APK to the market? Nope. That seems bizarre. Then again, I haven't looked at how to get anything on the market, so what do I know? Yeah. But yeah, I, it, the current estimated time was just based off of my previous mile, and I want to. I've got the. I've got it actually set up into a list of all the previous times. So I want to use that list of previous times to calculate trends, and then also use the GPS so I don't have to manually tap in every mile. Yep. So yeah, I I can work up an algorithm for for you pretty easily. Actually, I can even do a slightly more complex algorithm where it would weight it based on it. It would average them all together, but it would weight it based on your previous two laps more. Oh, I was going to currently... The one I had currently set up but didn't finish in time was based in off of the previous three miles. Because mm-hmm. then you get two pace differences between the three miles. And then you get the average of those and then you just add it on to the next one. So yep. it, it's a lot of complex math. I was not expecting that. It really isn't. But do, setting up most of the stuff with the App Inventor was really nice. I'm glad to hear that. I'm actually going to be taking a class this summer on writing apps for Android. Ah. Uh, but those will be actually you know, Java code. Well, there's a, there's a decent uh, Android 2 book. It's a little out of date because Android is always updating itself. Yeah. But it's the, the Teach Yourself Android 2. It's not bad. Really? Yeah. Do you have it? Uh, not anymore. Oh, wait, not anymore? Where did it go? Um, Never mind. Was, yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so I'm what not is this? sure I want to know. So what is this in-app billing for Android? So just like what iPhone did, or rather what Apple did with the iPhone, uh, you can now, if you write an app, you can now utilize the Android market to sell things in your app. So let's say I write a game, small game, and I sell power-ups for physical cash. You can buy those power-ups in my game through the Android market. Huh. Well, that's going to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. In fact, it has already had an effect on the actual market because a game that used to cost money that I paid for uh, is now free. And the power-ups in the game? I would still have to buy. So you paid for the game, and now you still have to buy the apps. Yeah, well, buy the power-ups. Or you can just play without the power-ups, which is what I'm going to do mm. on my nice new Tigre 2 lap, uh, tablet. Yay! <laughs> this tablet's graphics card is better than my old computer's. <laughs> Okay, so where should we go with, with games? Let's do some game stuff. Video games. Um, At least I assume you want video games. Yes. 
GameStop um, is, again, acquiring things that I was not expecting GameStop to acquire. Such as? Um, they bought, uh, so bought Congregate, which seemed odd. Right, I remember that. Um, but they also bought Spawn Labs, which I guess is going to help, uh, what, Spawn Labs was founded in 2009 and allows players to play games that exist in data centers rather than locally on their computers. Okay, so, so on live. On live. But not. Okay, so basically I'm thinking GameStop. So that's, that's a digital distribution sort of thing, maybe. So if you can buy the game, you can also play it on your web browser. I guess. I don't know. Um, but was also what was interesting was um, Stardock, Michigan game company, yeah. had Impulse. Yes. I, I say had because really? GameStop just bought Impulse. Oh, wow. For those of you who don't know what Impulse is, it's literally like Steam. It's Steam. It's Steam. <laughs> it, it absolutely is Steam. Wow. So GameStop's GameStop. going to have their own version of Steam now. Oh, wow. Which, Can I go down to Plymouth and protest this? Um, I think it's already happened, so... A little late. Yeah. That's Which, too bad. I Okay, Steam is nice because it's digital distribution, so I don't have to go to a place like GameStop. Right. But there's also that social aspect of it, and I'm thinking, like, the social aspect of GameStop, most of us see it as just a necessary evil. Well, I don't know. I mean, I go to GameStop and I, I, you know, I've got that one guy who works there that I know and I talk to and I trust. And that's the nice thing about it. I, I can't go to some one place when I'm on Steam and say, you oh, know, what do you think about this? And I'm looking for something. I've got all my friends, but I could just do that on AIM anyways. Well, there are the Steam recommends now, so your friends could recommend games on Steam. Yeah, but, also, but at the same time, I mean, you know, the the guy at GameStop, he sees everything coming in. He knows every new game that they've got. But also the fact that it's a guy at GameStop, yeah. where the ones around here was trying to argue with me over Madden, comparing what? it to RPGs and World of Warcraft. Do you remember that story what? about the guy who tried to compare World of Warcraft to the repetitiveness of that to other games? I don't remember. I, I must have blocked that out of my head because that is fucking idiotic. Exactly. So you could have your one guy, and yet the two GameStops over here could be lots of people who I really don't want to talk to. Yeah. You know what that means you need to do? Not go to GameStop like I have never gone. I was actually going to say you, you should not only go to GameStop, but you should apply to GameStop and work your way up to the top, and then you can be that one guy. <sighs> and improve the community. Oh. And he's like, this is absolutely not what I want to do. No. I, I, I don't want to spend more time with them. I would like to spend less, which Steam allows me to do. Yeah, it would also be employment, though. Well, yes, that is true. <laughs> and you know enough to do it. And you're a good enough salesman. I know. Certainly it's not the, the job you dreamed of having. But it, it's a job. I, there was actually, um, was it in the Escapist magazine or something? So they did a four-part story about what it was like for, um, I think it was called like Confessions of a GameStop employee or something like that. Oh, God. Yeah, I've read a couple of those. I don't remember where it was, but I've read those. Uh, yeah, Escapist magazine, Confessions of a GameStop employee. I'll link the uh, first one, and then you can read all four parts if you'd like. Yeah, it's bad. It will make you never, ever trust a GameStop again. Like them losing your uh, pre-order? Yeah. I just the, the two times I pre-ordered stuff at GameStop, I go there to pick it up, and it was not there. Yep. Which made me wonder, um... That said, I did pre-order Duke Nukem Forever. Are they honoring that pre-order still? No, well, I, I mean, the, the most recent iteration of it. I didn't okay. pre-order it, like, a long time ago. You're the one who introduced me to it, Andy. <laughs> when you were making the joke about it, I'm like, what's that? So yes, I okay. So I linked the article. You can feel free to read it. It's a four-parter. So if you okay. have, to brew yourself some coffee before you start digging it in. Yeah. Um, also, what happened recently was Sony Online Entertainment, which is known for a couple of MMOs, really bad ones. But yes, what's well, the Star Wars one and Star Wars Galaxies EverQuest? Well, EverQuest wasn't bad, but, but still, that Sony, was a, it's Sony, and they they tend to treat their customers like crap. So, um, Sony Online Entertainment is firing 205 people. 
And they're negligence? All, no, please, just, maybe. No, no, just out of hand. They're just uh, reducing costs and streamlining its global workforce. Oh, that's bullshit. That's not cool. What I'm actually more annoyed with is there was an MMO that Sony was developing called The Agency. It's based off of spying and CIA sort of stuff. Yeah. They're canning it. Oh. It's one of the MMOs that I was actually looking forward to. Yeah. You know, I've heard rumors about Blizzard might be bringing back StarCraft Ghost. What? That the reason they canned it was because it wasn't where they wanted it to be, and partly the technology hadn't been there for where they wanted it to be, and that it's not necessarily canned, it's just tabled. Well then, that is surprising to me. Rumors. Rumors. Yeah. Unsubstantiated. What is substantiated, though? Is that a word? Yes, I think. It has substance. Yes. Um, Is the fact that there's a Tribeca Film Festival going on. It's been going on every year. Okay. It's a film festival. Yes. They are going to be showing L.A. Noir. That was a video game. Exactly. But that's a video game, and this is a film festival. Yep. Cool! (laughs) Eat your heart out, Roger Ebert. So yeah, Please, literally, like, dig it out of your... Te- no. Yeah, let's see. Tribeca Film Festival was founded in 2002 by Jane Rosenthal, Robert De Niro, and Crave Hatkoff in response to the September 11th attacks So, and the loss of vitality in the Tribeca neighborhood. So the mission of the film festival is to enable the international film community and the general public to experience the power of film by redefining the film festival experience. And this year... So I, I'm kind of curious about how they're going to do... I mean, you can't just put it on a screen... Someone's got to be playing it. Who's going to play it? Or is it a recorded walkthrough? Or I... Here we go. I am reading from the official Tribeca Film Festival press release. Oh, how nice of them to answer my question. Go ahead. <laughs> I love how you just walk into these... Qu- these. You're like, well, how's that going to work? Well, here well you let are. me tell you. <laughs> okay, go. Tell me. Rockstar Games will also present an exclusive preview of L.A. Noir as part of the Tribeca Talk series, taking place on April 25th, 2011. The presentation will feature a live interactive screening of a case from L.A. Noir, followed by a Q&A exploring the crossover between filmmaking and interactive entertainment. The Q&A will focus on the making of L.A. Noir, the technology behind it, and the story and action in this medium, and will be moderated by Jeff Gilmore, Tribeca Enterprises' chief creative officer. So they're going to run you through a case of the game, and then there's going to be a Q&A afterwards. Interesting. Exploring the filmmaking process of the game and film and games in general. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for this game to come out. L.A. Noir? Yeah. Lawyer. 1940s L.A. Lots of the detectives and case solving and everything. Okay. It's what I... Most people I know. are excited I know. about Red Dead Redemption. No, it's... it's- it, it's the Dick Tracy in you. I know. It's fine. Okay. I, you don't need to explain yourself to me. Okay. So where do you want to go to next? Local? Sure. Well, local for you. Oh, well, hometown. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely within the state. Yeah. Some of the Okay. So a gentleman, not really a gentleman, though, uh, met local. I don't even know how he found local girls on Xbox Live. I don't recall there being a, a feature to search locally. So he contacted them personally first and gotten their Xbox Live accounts. Uh, but he, he met several girls from Celine, where Andy and I grew up, and then started doing very inappropriate and stupid things, like making sexual suggestions, sending them condoms in the mail, and going so far as to driving them to strip clubs. <sighs> what a fucking idiot. He is 20 years old. Yeah. I know someone else with that same last name, too. Yeah, as do I. Yeah, they're not related, are they? (laughs) I hopefully hope not, but uh, yay for our town. Woohoo. That said, why were the girls even still talking to this guy? I, I don't know. What the hell? I'm very curious, though, what the Xbox Live device was. It was an Xbox. Cause, Come on, you know or should know what the, the police system in Celine is like as far as electronics and video games. True, we have gone down this road before. <laughs> That's the whole reason why we have the Gamers Outreach Foundation. <laughs> Well, it's the reason why it got started. Yes. It's there for a different reason, but that's why it kind of got started was the, the police and superintendent involvement in Xbox Live device. Awesome. 
Oh, good times. Well, not good times. Not good not times good at times. all. No. Very bad times. You know what else is also bad times? What? AT&T is buying T-Mobile. Which has not officially been approved yet. That's my one. It slight... has been approved by AT&T's board and by Deutsche Telekom's board. But still, hopefully it needs to be approved by the FCC and the... Um, SEC. SEC. At least I assume the SEC will have a say in it. AT&T is a publicly traded company, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So it, it most likely will need to be approved by the FCC, the SEC, the FT, FTC, Federal Trade Commission. Mission as well. So yeah, but really, do you think they're going to stop it? <sighs> to quote Gizmodo's article, will the deal go through? Probably. Yeah, uh, AT&T is already offering some concessions to make the FCC more likely to swallow it, like promising now to cover 95.5% of Americans with LTE, yep. with a new focus on blanketing rural areas, something the FCC has been hot on. Oh, man. What it I, is, I mean, it, it makes sense because the two networks are compatible. Yes, that's that was the one thing is people could buy an iPhone, jailbreak it, and then... Run it on T-Mobile. Yeah. I really enjoyed the AT&T commercials where they were saying ours is the only network where you can talk and surf at the same time. So I'm sitting here on T-Mobile going like, uh? <laughs> I'm not supposed to be able to do this? I, I, I seem to be at any point. I, I'm pretty sure I can talk and, in fact, I, I've done it before. <laughs> really? Can't talk and surf at the same time? Okay. Sure. I, I find hilarious, though, is the fact that T-Mobile is still running the We're Better Than AT&T ads. Ads, yep. Well, because it's not We're Better Than AT&T, it's We're Better Than the iPhone. Yeah. Where it's like the, um, oh, I gave my shirt to AT&T for less. And it's like, oh, yeah, we can do this on T-Mobile. You can't do this on AT&T. And then I'm thinking, but what happens when... What happens when AT&T buys you? <laughs> So should should I understand this that bad mouthing AT and T and running an ad campaign against them gets them to buy you? I guess so. I think we could make our podcast's official slogan: "We don't like AT and T." So go and buy us. Our podcast. We're better than you. Where's our check? <laughs> How much would it take for you to sell RA? Well, it would have to be for both of us, I assume, but for us to sell RA podcast to someone. Well, how much was this deal worth? A $39 lot. billion. Dollars. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Andy, AT&T is not going to spend $39 billion to reach our listeners. I know. They could send an unsolicited text message, pay the fine for it, and still come out less. I find this okay. So I know, no, but no, you're getting away from my question. I, I was trying to avoid your question. Is what I was. Trying I know, to. and I, I'm curious. I want to know your answer. How much would it take for you to sell out our podcast? I wouldn't want to sell it out, though. I would still want to do it. Okay. It also would depend on who we're selling out to. Apple. <laughs> Why? Our podcast brought to you by Apple Computer. No. <laughs> that would be a little odd. They wanted to sponsor the show. The question you guys be, realize we make fun of Apple all the time, right? <laughs> Neither Andy nor myself agree with your business pra- uh, practices. We think you're a terrible company. Great products. Terrible, terrible company. I just... Oh. Luckily, it's going to take at least 12 months for this deal to be finalized. And then it'll take even longer for them to start switching things over. Yes. Oh, my contract might be up by the time this deal actually goes through. Luckily, our contracts are up, so we could leave anytime we wanted to. The only problem is, as soon as we would leave... You just bought a G2! Yes, I bought the G2, but I bought it in a way that did not extend my two-year contract. How did you manage that? I'm that good. Pretty sure mine extended the contract. (laughs) It's fine. Um, But what's really interesting was... uh, AT&T with this sale will take basically what it took uh, on average five years to build and double that in some markets. So the combination will increase AT&T's network density by approximately 30% in some of its most populated areas while without needing to build more towers. Yeah. So I think they were just like, well, it could five years to extend our network or we could. Or we could just spend $39 billion and do it in two years. What do you think about and, it? I mean, they're going to make that money back. This isn't like they wrote it off completely. No. They're going to be getting 
all of T-Mobile's customers. So now with – sorry, I just got a, a funny instant message. Um, oh, please share it with the class. No, I'm good. Wait. The fact that is there's – okay, so AT&T was Ma Bell, got split up to a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which and now, was all ended up being owned by the same people anyways. Yeah, which was AT&T and Verizon basically. Yeah. And now, cell phone carrier-wise, there's AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint. Yep, there was T-Mobile, but not anymore. <laughs> there was T-Mobile, there was Altel, there was Singular. Yep, there's still Metro PCS. Didn't they get bought by somebody? I thought so, but my students kept telling me that they weren't... I thought it was Sprint, because it became Sprint PCS, but... No, it looks like they're on their own still, because they bought somebody else recently, but I don't, I'm not sure if they anybody else bought them. Hmm. I guess they are on their own. So there's Metro PCS yeah. as well. But they are tiny, yeah. tiny, tiny, tiny compared to the others. You have the huge AT&T and the huge Verizon. Sprint's now going to be a very far third, and yeah. Metro PCS is a baby. I mean, like, who's, they've got to be using someone else's towers at the least. Well, that, most likely. So how did Sprint respond to this news? <laughs> Sprint said absolutely not. Sprint is fighting it as much as they can. Metro PCS is CDMA technology, by the way, which I believe is Sprint's network, or at least the same band as Sprint's network. See, their quote was, the combination of AT&T and T-Mobile USA, if approved by the DOJ and the FCC, would alter dramatically the structure of communications of the communications industry. AT&T and Verizon are already the, by far the largest wireless providers. Combined, AT&T and T-Mobile would be almost three times the size of Sprint, the third largest wireless competitor yeah basically they're saying this is absolute uh not monopolizing but it it does not follow antitrust yeah it's rules two companies are going to control basically the entire market yeah and those two companies are more than willing to kind of form a uh uh, god damn i can never remember that word conglomeration no a pact i keep the cabal is what i keep thinking but i know that's not right an evil evil corporation secret society it's like opec i I swear it starts with a c i thought it was conglomeration no a conglomeration is is a type of corporation isn't it i i don't know it's not conspiracy it probably will be a lot of backdoor conspiracy C is for cookie. And that's good enough for me. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so if someone can remember whatever word I'm trying to think of, send me a, a text or an email. What's your email address, Dave? Dplay at, well, wait, I don't know if the RA podcast email works anymore. <laughs> that might have gotten screwed up. Uh, let, let's go with, uh, you know, let's go with mrpalay at gmail.com. That one will work. Is that Mr. MR or yep, M-I-S-T? M-R-Palay. Okay. So, April Fools happened on Saturday. Yay! Gmail move. Friday, sorry. Or Gmail motion, rather. So, most of the stuff on this weekend, when I was looking through topics to post about, I had to go, okay, when was this article posted? Was this real? <laughs> was this Did a real... Did you see the WoW patch notes? No. I saw that there was a WoW dungeon that was entirely black. Yep, you could only see about five feet in front of you. They also had a... Uh, a new dungeon assistant named Krabby, modeled after the Microsoft Office Clippy. So, you know, you walk towards the dungeon and it's, Hey, I see you're going to go and try this dungeon. <laughs> Would you like some assistance? Newegg was selling Newegg fresh produce. Nice. I love it's how Hoot... He's falling asleep at the wheel. Would you like me to poke him? <laughs> Uh, Hulu was kind of funny because they basically went back till the 1990s with the classic Windows 95 look. Oh, God. Dial-up connections and everything, and all you could basically watch was X-Files, sliders, and news radio. YouTube had a 1911 uh, silent movie fest. <laughs> I'm trying to load up the WoW patch notes because it is... Really, really good. Uh, basically, they because they're at patch 4.1 right now, so they were able to publish this as patch 4.1.11. Oh, God. Oh, that's... So things like the random guild finder, where you will be placed in a random guild with a click of a button. <laughs> they can't boot you, and you can't quit for two weeks. 
if the guild is on a different realm, you will automatically be moved to it and be paid and be charged for the paid realm transfer. Ouch! That seems good up to that last point. Uh, let's knights hero class improvements. Death knights now earn slightly more experience in gold than other character classes. <laughs> Uh, whenever a player takes a screenshot of a boss kill or a similar accomplishment, all Death Knight characters will appear slightly more prominent in the image. <laughs> Druid forms are now considered vehicles, allowing one player to ride on the Druid's back well, in any form, even their humanoid forms. Uh, druids no longer talk to an innkeeper to set their hearthstone, instead they have to talk to the stable master. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, the, they go on and on and on and on. Etten's grip allows hunters to dual-wield ranged weapons. <laughs> oh. Rogues have been renamed as a class to Rouge because of, you know, instead of combating the uh, the typos, they just did the easier to spell one. Okay, so here's a question for you. If you had, if you were stuck with only one company doing April Fool's jokes, would you rather have Google or Blizzard? At this point, I think Blizzard. I think Blizzard's jokes have just been... I mean, it, it's probably because I just invested so much more time into this and that people who've never played World of Warcraft wouldn't get this. Especially, I mean, some paladin abilities did not contain the words sanctity, divine, or justice. This has been corrected. <laughs> if you've never played a paladin, you're not going to get that. I get it. I find it funny, but you're right. It- so to me, Blizzard's jokes are... This one is even... Duration and cooldown of Divine Shield has been changed to 15 seconds. Divine Shield no longer causes forbearance. Put the oh. two of those together. <laughs> Infinite bubble. Oh. I mean, between that, the Pandaren Express... But you had things like Google putting a job post announcement for their auto-completers. Yeah. And Gmail Motion, which pokes fun at both the Kinect and the PlayStation Move. And the fact that there was an extension for uh, Google Chrome to create every website in Comic Sans. Which, um, yesterday, if you searched, or sorry, Friday, if you searched for um, Helvetica or Comic Sans, your mm-hmm. Google results would be in Comic Sans. That's awesome. I, somebody said, hey, search for that. And I'm like, I searched and I'm like, oh God, please tell me there's a way to get, to get out of this. <laughs> Um, you know, and, and Google had things like the, the toilet-based fiber system. Oh, I remember that. And Katie from last year, the artificial intelligence. Yeah. Those were all really, really cool. Yeah. But at the same time, Blizzard does this quality stuff every year. Across, well, it's just like Google, across all of their products. IPs, all their products, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I really don't. I think I'd have to go with Blizzard just because I'm so much more invested. I didn't even get a chance to look at the StarCraft II April Fool's stuff. Or the Diablo April Fool's stuff. Yeah, and I know there had to be some. Yeah, which most likely you just wait until Monday after April Fool's, and then they should post, hey, this is what we did for April Fool's. Yeah. We never, we, we sort of did something for April Fool's, but I was lazy. You mean last year? Well, this year. We did something this year for April Fool's? Do you not pay attention to our own Twitter feed? Not usually. (laughs) What did you do, Andy? I just said you should insert your own April Fool, uh, fake news item, April Fool's something something. I don't remember exactly what I said. I have to look it up now. Do-do-do-do-do. We're too lazy to think of anything, so insert your own fake April Fool's Day item here. Oh, yeah, that's crap. That's... Granted, there were some other April Fool's stuff that seemed stupid. Yeah, that's that's crap, Andy. If you're going to do that, don't do that. <laughs> We're just, it was kind of a, hey, there are some really stupid April Fool's jokes out there. Like the uh, one lady who called up her boyfriend to say that there was a shooting going on at City Hall as her April Fool's joke. That's also not cool. So her boyfriend was concerned and then therefore called the cops? Yeah. No, that's, no. Hey, did Kyle ever get back to either of us about whether he took AP Calc? Uh, Kyle did not take AP Calc. Okay. That was also on the Twitter feed. Oh, well, I'm looking at the the RA Podcast Twitter feed, and I didn't see anything, so I didn't know. Uh, I was correct. I knew Kyle did not, because I... All right, fine. Why would Kyle be Doc Block? You didn't have to be Doc Block to take AP Calc. You basically were, though. No, there was that was only Doc only taught Calc BC. Oh, okay. So there, there was, was also Calc AB. Ah, okay. Um, 
what wasn't an April Fool's joke was the fact that Tesla, maker of sued Top Gear, yeah, due to libel. These are the claims. Yeah, yeah, well, two years. Two years later, they sue Top Gear for their review of the Tesla Roadster. Tesla claims that Top Gear misrepresented the company along the following points. A, the the Roadster ran out of charge and had to be pushed into the Top Gear hangar by four men. The Roadster's true range is only 55 miles per charge. One Roadster's motor overheated and was completely immobilized as a result. The other Roadster's brakes were broken, rendering the car undrivable. That neither of the two Roadsters provided to Top Gear were available for test driving due to these problems. Whereas Tesla was saying they were both in perfect condition. Yeah. There's no way the battery ran down because you didn't drive it enough. Which is kind of, I can't believe they're suing Top Gear, therefore suing the BBC. Mm-hmm. And the BBC multiple times has stood behind Top Gear saying, yes, they're a little brash, they're a little over the top, they're a little somewhat untruthful in certain situations. But we're going yeah, to stand well, behind them. Yeah. The question was, were they untruthful? Was it a setup? Well, Top Gear's producer, normally if it's a legal matter, he's not allowed to respond, but he's saying that um, since um, – oh, yeah, here we go. It says, the normal procedure for the BBC in a legal case is to acknowledge receipt of the other party's claim and then say no more and get on with preparing its defense in court. Tesla, however, doesn't seem to content to wait for legal eagles to settle matters. On the contrary, it's been very busy promoting its side of the argument through the media. Why, even last night, the Top Gear office accidentally received an email sent from a public relations firm to the One Show asking if it would like to have the Tesla spokesperson on their program to talk about the case. So, uh, he decided to respond. Yeah, so he basically goes back and counters all of Tesla's claim. Yeah. Which I I still, I remember they were, they were in a hissy fit after the show aired originally two years ago, but now deciding all of a sudden to sue them seems a little weird. Which also is kind of interesting because it comes, it's congruent with the, uh, most of the reviews for the Tesla Roadster 2.5 that came out recently. Congruent with? Yes. I'm not fam- I know what congruent means, but I'm not familiar with the way you're using it. The fact that this lawsuit happened at the same time that most of the reviews for the Tesla Roadster 2.5 were coming I, out. I think as the well. word you're looking for is coinciding. Ah. Congruent means equal or the same. Okay. And our last bit is uh, if you want a chance to win some Microsoft points. Points. 10,000 Microsoft points. Yes. Uh, there's 10,000 Microsoft points overall. There's weekly winners of 4,000 points and instant winners of 1,000 Microsoft points. And, uh, and all you have to do is know Call of Duty and Gears of War. <laughs> That's, there have been um, some Halo questions in there as well. Okay. So you answer the questions. Even if you don't get them right, you still have a chance of winning the instant prizes. But the more questions you get right, the more entries you get for the big prizes. Yep. So give it a shot. See how well you work. It's one of the things that I randomly got through my Xbox Live rewards. I don't even know how I got that in the first place. But I'm able to pass it on, so I will let you all know, all of the Xbox users. Yep. Well, I don't know if you're actually able to pass it on. Why? Well, because I'm also a member of Xbox Live rewards. Oh, so it may be that only Xbox Live Rewards are able to do this. <laughs> well, if somebody um, is able to, who is not a member of Xbox Live Rewards, drop us a line. Let us know. That said, I think it's free to sign up for Xbox Live Rewards. Oh, well, then there you go. It's a way of earning Microsoft points for yep. doing stuff on Xbox Live. Like you get Ooh. Microsoft points for renewing your Xbox Live subscription, yep. which you would do anyway. So yep. So should hit the games. Yep, our games. Dave, you had Pandemic. Now, which version of Pandemic? I don't know. I If I didn't attach the two, then I have to assume it was just Pandemic, the board game. Which is quite fun. It is, and it is a recent development as far as my gaming career. Yeah, this was, it came out. A year come and out? a half ago? Well, it's been out for a while, but we only started playing it like a year, year and a half ago. Yeah. It was published in 2008. It's fun. It's a pain, and it will kick your ass, but yeah. it's fun. It's one of the board games where, most likely, the first time you play... You will lose. Yeah, and everybody's on the same side, so it's one of the nicer board games, because it's everybody... And that's that was the primary reason I picked it up, was it's everyone's on the same team, <laughs> until you get the expansion. Yeah. And then there's the one jackass. <laughs> Or in my family, um, you don't need that expansion. Well, yeah, because your siblings would rather lose than everyone win. Yeah. That says a lot about uh, their mentality. You know, I'd rather lose than see everyone else win. Every, they they want to have a winner, it seems. 
Yeah. So, so Ticket to Ride, far more their speed. Yes. Also fun. Also fun game. But Pandemic's a board game. Um, there's Pandemic 2, which is an online version, not like the board game at all. Kind of the opposite. You are the disease. And you're trying to infect the world, including Goddamn Madagascar. Madagascar. I hate Madagascar. <laughs> so if you want to search for Pandemic 2, that also is a game that could take a while. It's a slow-paced game. Yeah. It's a nice, slow-paced game. But Pandemic's quite fun. It. I could play that on my tablet. Pandemic? Or pan- pandemic? No, you can play pan- yeah, Pandemic 2. Somebody needs to make a frickin' Xbox Live version of Pandemic. Because Catan's I'm, online. The I'm taking this programming class. <laughs> if you can download the Xbox Live SDK or whatever it's called. Well, I'm taking an Android programming class. Okay, so maybe you get one for Android. So my game actually was one that's probably older than that called Not... Pron. N-O-T-P-R-O-N. Be very careful when typing that in. Yes. Don't switch the O and the R. R. Not Pron is a very, 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 very long HTML-based puzzle game. This game has started, it originally started back in 2004. And it's basically, it started out with like a whole point and click. It started out that way as a point and click, but then... For the first two slides. Yeah. After that, it starts... Um, it's tricks. It's yeah. it's riddles. It's modern day riddles. And these riddles range from everything. There are riddles that have to deal with Photoshop. I've had riddles that have I had to do auto audio editing to figure out. Yep. There's stuff with music. There's stuff with geography. There's and there are how many levels now? Like a hundred and hundred and forty levels now. I think I got into the thirties. <laughs> I've At one actually. Point I said screw it. It's not worth it. <laughs> What really sucked there was a poem point in the levels where you basically had to find all the Easter eggs in the previous levels. So if you haven't been writing this down... Yeah. You actually had to go through... And resolve all the old puzzles. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's just... No. So, yeah. <laughs> 140 levels and only 21 people have been certified in finishing the game, which most likely I haven't got to the point where I need to get certified about finishing it. So, But there are levels go up to a certain point, and then there are actually negative levels that go down, and then there are, um, I think, Greek levels after that. So if you have a lot of time and you like puzzles... Don't do it. Because <laughs> you will burn... Don't do it. You will burn days. Don't... Save yourself the time. Oh, but it's so much fun. Yep. With the puzzles. You know what's actually... I, I found a game on Android that I've been playing a little bit of lately. It's called uh, Spaghetti and Marshmallows. <laughs> spaghetti and Marshmallows. Yeah. Did you ever play World of Goo? Yes. It's that, but with spaghetti and marshmallows. Oh, that could be fun. Yeah. All right, Um. so that's not prawn. And our random topic, it's a Hans random topic... Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and it's kind of directed at me. Have you ever <laughs> been pegged by an eraser? Yes. Dave, I do believe, was in that class. Yeah, Koppelman was not pleased with you. No. I don't even remember what I did, but... Um, fell asleep. I No, I did not fall asleep. If I remember correctly, there was a point where I kept on having my pencil drop off my desk. And so after a while, I just left it there. And that did not please Koppelman at all either. So he uh, made me bend down and pick it up, which uh, when I was down on the ground picking it up, that's when I got pegged by the eraser. Okay. Which you think of today's standards in schools, that probably would not be... Good. Yeah. No, he'd get into some pretty serious trouble with that. But actually, I liked Koppelman. His classes were entertaining. Well, yes, because he threw erasers (laughs) at students. (laughs) He was a wild card. You never knew what to expect with Koppelman. I remember we took a pop quiz in Koppelman's class. First question, do the mountain do the blank? What? (laughs) That I do not remember. Um, I think one of the other questions was, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? I also don't remember that. It was a pop quiz all about soda and pop. Ah. You know, like like Mountain Dew and Dr. Pepper. and the, Yes, you know, no, I, I understand the references. Yeah, because he, he did that pop quiz, and we're all freaking out going, oh, God, a pop quiz. Ah. I think it was like the Friday before break, and he just breaks out with that, and we're just like, what? Oh, <laughs> oh good times. He was also no. a big chess player, too. I remember you that as well. The sudden good times. 
Ow, son of a... That's what you get. Ow. Karma just literally came back to basically bite me. Ow. I was playing with a rubber band and it just snapped in my hands. I heard it. Don't worry. Oh, ow, son of... Mm. Okay, so I will no longer say good times. Thank you. For this episode. Good times.